It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Yeah. Sixth of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday. And I swear I can see the weekend from here. Hey, I've got several things I like doing this in the morning that'll get that'll really get you smiling. And with this one, I'm just not sure where to start because there's so many things. So I decided just to go ahead and start with something that the president is doing, which is massively hypocritical, which is gonna cause a major meltdown on the left. And the news media that tries to defend the president is not going to know what to do with this. Hang on, except ignore it anyway. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Now, here again, the news media... The only thing that they will probably think to do here is ignore this. Even though they will cover it some, like what I'm about to read here is from AP News. But this this kind of a story gets buried. They write it up, but you're just not going to hear a big deal made out of it. Although, it should be a massive deal. Headline, Biden administration waives 26 federal laws to allow border wall construction in South Texas. What? Former President Trump is demanding an apology. I am not kidding. Donald Trump has demanded an apology over this. Here's the story. Texas. Biden administration announced it waived 26 federal laws in South Texas. Now, I want to know, by the way, I want to know how the Biden administration thinks they can just waive federal law, no matter what the law is. We're just going to waive that law. I don't think they can do that, but all right. In South Texas, in order to uh, allow border wall construction on Wednesday, marking the administration's first use of a sweeping executive power implored often during the Trump presidency. See, I'd even think that Trump should be able to do that. But all right, we'll get into waiving a law in just a bit. The Department of Homeland Security posted the announcement on the Federal Registry with few details, very few, outlining the construction of the Star County, Texas border wall, which is part of the border wall sector that has a lot of illegal activity. According to government data, about 245,000 illegals have been recorded so far passing through that valley area. And here's that area of several. It talks about the different counties in the area and so on. Quote, There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct a physical barrier and also block roads in the facility of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States, into those areas. According to 
Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security. Um, again, I just am waiting to see. What do you think will happen with the irrelevant, obsolete news media? What are they going to do with this? And when the left finds out, I want to be nearby, not too close by because it's going to get messy, just far enough away with binoculars so I can watch heads explode. Story says the Clean Air Act, Safe Drinking Water Act, Endangered Species Act were some of the federal laws waived by the Department of Homeland Security to make way for construction that will use funds from congressional appropriations in 2019 for the border wall. The waivers avoid time-consuming reviews and lawsuits and challenges and environmental laws, which was everything that Trump was doing on the border wall, which is why Trump has said, I want an apology. I really would love to see, look, the news media really doesn't, you know, has not spent much time down at the border. Not most of it anyway. They've just recently began to cover some things that have been happening in major cities. But really, you understand what their coverage has been. So what are they going to do with this? Star County's hilly ranch lands, the story says, sitting between, and it talks about where in Texas, home to about 65,000 residents, sparsely populated. It, It looks a lot like Wyoming. Although no maps were provided in the announcement... The project in June began gathering public comments against when, uh, well, it talks about how they plan to build what was already being built by the Trump administration. The other concern is that we have is a highly erosive uh, area. There's lots of, and it talks about the environment in the area and ranch lands that are being damaged. Well, duh. Oh, I know. I'm listening to Chet and Yoder up here. He's saying 20 miles, which is laughable. Yeah, I know. They'll just go around it. But the very idea, look at what they're doing here. Look how hypocritical this is. We've got to stop them from coming in. Look at what they're doing to the ranch lands and to the environment. And Yeah, now maybe you're starting to get it. Story says, concern and shared with environmental advocates who say the structure will run through public lands, habitats, and endangered plants and other species, and it talks about it different. Remember the spotted owl? This is a spotted wildcat. A plan to build a wall through will bulldoze and a barrier straight through the heartland of the habitat for that wildcat. It will stop wildlife migration, dead in its tracks. It will destroy huge amounts of wildlife. So here's environmentalists saying don't do it. During the Trump administration, they wanted about 450 miles of barriers along the southwest border. Texas Governor Abbott renewed those efforts after the Biden administration halted them. Department of Homeland Security's decision yesterday contrasts the Biden administration's posturing, the story says, when a proclamation to end the construction back in 2021 was shown, uh, stating, building a massive wall that spans the entire southern border is not a seriously policy, a serious policy solution. Yet at the same time, the Biden administration didn't have any policy solution at all. So when they, this is not a serious policy solution, you didn't have any solution. You didn't try anything, Biden. In a statement on Wednesday, the CBP said the project is... Um, Consistent with the 2021 proclamation that Biden made. No, it's not, but okay, let's read on. 
Congress appropriated fiscal year 2019 funds for the construction of the border barrier Rio Grande Valley and required to use those funds for the appropriate uh, purpose. They remained, they say, committed to the project, et cetera, et cetera. And the nation's cultural and natural resources will be implemented, sound environmental practices, et cetera, et cetera. The announcement prompted a debate by the Democrat administration facing increasing migrants entering, well, some of the major cities around the country, especially states and cities. Some of these places, of course, states and cities were, they call themselves sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. And they were all about that until people actually started showing up on buses and they had to do something about it. Then all of a sudden they didn't want to be sanctuaries anymore. Well, the border wall is a 14th century solution to a 21st century problem. It will not bolster border security. U.S. Representative Henry Kohler said in the statement, I continue to stand against wasteful spending of taxpayer dollars on an ineffective border wall. Nobody wants to spend it everywhere else. Ineffective spending everywhere else, absolutely, just not here. Uh, political proponents of the wall said the waivers should be used as launching well, for a shift in policy, quote, after years of denying the border wall and other physical barriers are effective, the Department of Homeland Security has announced that, well, in fact, they think it's effective. A secure wall is an effective tool for maintaining control of our borders, said Dan Stein, president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Now, okay, I still, my favorite part of this whole thing, though, really is that Trump has demanded an apology. Now, to Chet's point, it's not a very long section. They're just, this is an area where there's been just a flood. So they want to go ahead and plug that section, which of course means these people are just going to go around. But isn't it funny that, well, we need to put a wall here because we just can't have this. Uh Uh-huh. Waiting to see what the news media does with it, which I bet is trying to ignore it at first. I think that's the first thing they'll do is just not mention it. I do John and Granite Canyon. Morning, Glenn. The Washington elites don't want to solve the border issue. They need to run on it. Rianne in Fort Danger. Wasn't Biden warning or wanting to take apart and sell pieces of Trump wall? Also, they say they will build it, but will they really? We'll see. This is what they say they're going to do. Hysterical, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I thought that would make you feel good first thing in the morning. We can have a good time with this from now on out. 617, wake up my own. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six twenty-four is the time. Well, I knew you guys would have a good time with this one. So I'll continue with it for a few more minutes here. Okay, if you're just joining me, Biden administration is waving certain laws out there so they can go ahead and build a section of border wall in Texas. What? The Biden yes, the Biden administration wants to build a section of border wall because it's just that area is being so overwhelmed and it's hurting ranches, hurting the towns economically, hurting the environment, et cetera, et cetera. Really? It's about time they caught on. How about building the rest of it while you're at it? 
That's what, and Trump is demanding an apology. So, some of the comments I'm getting here. Let's see. There's Jay and Casper. I keep hearing the phrase, the need to govern, referring to the chaos of the House of Representatives, and it hurts my ear and hurts my brain. Yes, it does, especially if you're someone who's liberty-minded. Wild Bill in Laramie. Morning, Bill. Last year, the Biden administration was auctioning off building materials for Trump's wall, and Rhiannon and Fort Danger had mentioned the same thing a few minutes ago. LaSalle, Scott in LaSalle. Sounds like an election is coming. Time to start doing the right thing. I wondered about that, I, especially because Biden, and I have this coming up, is once again trying student loan forgiveness. Yeah, he, he, even though the court has slapped him down several times, in this, they just keep on trying. I'll get to that in just a bit. But, yeah, that's one of many things that the Biden administration tries to do to expand the base and get more people to vote for him. Unfortunately, in some things like this, will hurt other parts of his base. Although, I don't think a lot of those Democrats who would get mad about something like this border wall thing have anywhere else to go but vote Democrat. I really don't think there's anywhere else for them to go. It's it's one of those reluctant, well, who else am I supposed to vote for things if they're a Democrat, right? Chet and Yoder, it'll probably be five strands of barbed wire. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's see... What exactly happens with this? Because this is the story that's going to absolutely drive a lot of people on the left crazy, but also it's going to drive the news media crazy because they'll do what they can just to not cover the story. Or if they do cover it, just kind of brush it off, make some excuse for it. So there's going to be meetings today, as you know, with the news media. There will be meetings today, as they do every single day. They have content meetings. They sit down and discuss what stories they're going to go with and how they're going to cover those stories. And in some ways, as you know, of course, as you know, biased as our news media can be, the question is, well, how do we explain this one? That's exactly what they're going to be doing in some of the meetings today. If the border wall issue comes up, if the idea that Biden's actually building a, sec- a section of border wall comes up, and you know what the right wing is going to do with this, they're just going to have a field day. So what is our answer going to be? For that matter, the White House spokeswoman, who is just the worst liar in the history of White House spokespeople, I've watched a lot of White House spokespeople over my life. Their job basically is to defend whatever president they are speaking for every single day at the White House press briefing. And they will say anything. There have been some really good liars. What I mean by a good liar is they lie right to the American people, right to the press. But they do it in such a way that when you first hear it, you might think, Okay, that actually kind of makes sense. It sounds like that would make sense. And But if you deep dive and fact check it, you find out it's not true. But you can't just fact check it. You have to deep dive fact check it in order to find out it's not true. That's a good liar because most people will give up and never check, especially a deep dive. The current White House spokeswoman, she's just a lousy liar. She's horrible at this. Her lies are just ridiculous. To the point that even the left is asking, really? I don't know why they haven't fired her yet. 
But she's going to be asked about this border wall, probably by a Fox News reporter. And at some point, she's going to have to answer this. And I just can't wait to hear the excuse she makes. John and Gillette Morning John, he says, a dollar short and a decade late. Yeah, and also too short because there's not going to be that much of a section of wall. So, okay, I just, I'm just going to sit back and wait and watch. That, to me, this is just fun. Yeah, especially because Trump is demanding an apology. I just makes my morning. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming away right after local news update on your weather forecast. Let's wake up Wyoming. Yeah. He's not a doctor, but he's happy to take a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Thirty-six at a time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so with all that we have going on, there's too much for me to talk about. Even though I get four hours a day, five days a week, there's just too much nonsense to talk about. One of the tools that government has, especially a group like the Biden administration, would be distraction. Hey, guess what? If you say chicken but Aliens. Huh? Aliens. They exist. We have their ships and everything. Okay. That's it? Just Okay. What do you want me to say? I don't know. I thought you'd get a little distracted. Excited. I thought you'd get a little excited. Buddy, the only thing that excites me right now is a five for five deal at Wendy's. I'm behind on my student loan payments and they started yesterday. I will never ever in a million years be able to afford a house. COVID cases are up again. My credit cards are maxed out just from paying bills. My mental health is at an all time low, which is a great song, by the way, by John Bellion, but I digress. So, tell me again why I should care about E.T. and his friends. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go back to learning old-timey survival skills for the eventual zombie apocalypse because fungus can infect us now. So, she mentioned in there student loans. Here's the latest. Biden administration announced yesterday that Biden has approved $9 billion in student loan forgiveness for about 125,000 Americans. Now, if you take a look at what the student loan problem is. First off, that's not even a drop in the bucket. And it doesn't solve any long-term problems. It doesn't address the problem really at all. But it does attempt to appease those people who have been demanding forgiveness. The story says the relief is a result of his administration fixes to a number of programs, including the income-driven repayment plan and public service loan forgiveness. So more than five billion in aid will go to about 53,000 borrowers who've worked in public service for a decade or more. The rest of you screwed. 2.8 billion of the forgiveness is for 51,000 borrowers enrolled in income-driven repayment plans and another 1.2 billion of the cancellation will go to about 22,000 borrowers with disabilities. Now, the rest of you, by the way, who worked hard and did everything you were supposed to do and have been faithfully repaying your loan or have repaid it, screw you. But those other people that will make sure that they get help, especially if you work for the government. Now, the announcement... The story says is likely to help Biden as he runs for re-elections. Now, I love this. It, this is in the story here. I'm going to read it verbatim, okay? 
The announcement is likely to help Biden as he runs for re-election, experts say. Okay. Can we at some point fire these so-called experts? Because I don't ever see them as being experts in anything. But all right. Uh, and how do they these experts figure that out? That maybe Biden is trying to do this now because he's already running for re-election. Gosh, some expert set down and figured that out. How can I get paid? I got a different take. How can I get paid to be an expert? Because I say stuff all the time. And I don't get paid any extra for it. I guess it's with my current salary, I guess. Biden has, the story says, forgiven more student loan debt than any other previous president. According to Mark Kanowitz, an education expert, it distinguishes him from other candidates. Distinguishes him, yeah. Has he actually been able to forgive any student loan? Because he keeps getting slapped down in court every time he tries it. The vice president, oh, God, Camilla, Camilla Harris, on Twitter, I'm sorry, I can't call it X. It doesn't fit. Today, we're announcing the approval of additional $9 million in student debt relief. The Biden Harris administration now approved a total of $127 billion in debt cancellation for nearly 3.6 Americans. Yeah, but it has been shot down in court over and over again. Has any money actually gone out? Because so far, the courts have been saying you can't do that. All right, and this has to do, this is Biden, I'm sorry to do this to you so early in the morning, this is Biden talking about this. But they had no problem with the Paycheck Protection Program. Remember that? The PPP program during the the, the last several years, which was designed to help business owners who lost money, which is legitimate, because of the pandemic. Right. Business owners didn't lose money because of the pandemic. They lost money because government shut down business. But okay. Members of Congress got over hundreds of thousands of dollars in order because they lost their businesses lost money. That wasn't a worthy it was a worthy program. Let's be clear. Some of the same elected Republicans or members of Congress who were strongly opposed getting relief to students got hundreds of thousands of dollars relief for themselves to keep their businesses open. Okay, now in this case, though, I would actually say, to a degree, Biden actually has a point, and you'll find that even some uh, Republicans are very hypocritical in this. But still, still, you know, he—it's one of those he can't do this things. I, he, the courts have been slapping him down. We've had discussions about student loan forgiveness before, why it doesn't work, and why it's not fair, and so. But the president promised it, and some young people voted for him because of it. So, of course, he's got to try to get it done, right? 642, wake up point. Keeping some honest, letting some lie, letting you vet. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 648 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. Okay, Frank, I'm going to let you hear this, and then I'm going to let you guess what you're listening to, okay? I'm ready. All right. All right, here we go. Right, go. i never seen him, but I think I heard him once. Right, it's loud enough, I hope. Now, do you know what that was? Uh, is that a University of Arkansas football fan? Yeah, yeah it would sound that way, yeah, but no. Uh, that was a Bigfoot calling contest. 
a Bigfoot calling. Yes. I, I didn't know that they had uh, that they, uh, they kind did. of tone of communication. Neither did I, but apparently. Now, here's how this works. So uh, at this Bigfoot festival, <laughs> there's a guy <laughs> who claims to have heard Bigfoot. Didn't see him, but heard him. So I want to know if he heard that noise or something like it. How did he know it was a Bigfoot if he didn't see it? But he claims that he knows what a Bigfoot sounds like. So every year they have this contest and people show up and do that and make all sorts of noises. And, you know, you got to he says, get into your inner squatch in order to let that out. That's what he says. And then somebody always wins the contest every single year. So this year we have a Bigfoot contest winner. Well, I see, I don't think that it counts because at no time did a Bigfoot show up. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, they must have not heard it. Well, either they didn't hear it or they didn't know what was being said. Right, because they don't talk like that. No, they don't. And what I would worry about also is, let's say you were doing one of these calls and a Bigfoot did show up. Well, what did you say? Yeah, and what does he want now? Yes. Did he show up with flowers and now he's hoping for some romance? You got trouble here, Frank, if that's because the winner this year was a woman. Really? Yeah, so what if she was giving out a mating call and one Ooh, of these that things actually been not, yeah, That would have been bad. Yeah. Unless she's into hairy guys. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. You know. But no, I looked at it and I think since not one single Sasquatch showed up, then nobody won. Well, I think it sounds more like a yellow-bellied sapsucker. Yeah. Now, I mean, when they have a, a hog calling contest, yeah. don't you actually have to get the hog to show up? When, it would make sense to me. Uh, okay. And for those people who like to go duck hunting and they make duck noises. The ducks come to them. Well, that, that, and there you have a winner. Yes. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will find out what they're made of this Saturday when they'll host number 24 Fresno State at War Memorial Stadium. The folks are coming off a win over New Mexico in their Mountain West Conference opener last week, so they're 4-1 and one overall. Fresno State beat Nevada in their league opener. They're 5-0. and oh. In fact, the Bulldogs have won 14 games in a row dating back to last season, although they did need two overtimes to beat Eastern Washington earlier this year. Fresno quarterback Mikey Keene has been solid. He's a transfer from Central Florida. UW now six-point underdogs in the game. That's a 6 p.m. start uh, on Saturday night from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High school football coming up on Friday. The big game in 4A will be in Casper as Natrona will host Campbell County. Both teams are 5-1. and one. Kelly Walsh will be at Sheridan. Cheyenne East will take on Crosstown rival Cheyenne Central. Cheyenne South will be at Rock Springs and Laramie will host Thunder Basin. In 2A on Friday, Glen Rock will be at home to meet Torrington and Burns will be on the road at Tongue River. In 1A, Nyman Pine Bluffs will be in Saratoga tonight. In 1A, Six-man KC will host Burlington on Friday. Midwest will be at Hewlett on Saturday. Casper Christian will host Dubois on Saturday at noon over in Natrona. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos are 1-3 and three after winning the Pillow Fight Bowl over the Chicago Bears last week, 31-28. The team is getting rid of starting off outside linebacker Randy Gregory. He signed a five-year, $70 million contract, but has not lived up to his billing, even not even close. After coming over from Dallas, he has just nine tackles in four games this season. The Broncos have been brutal on defense this season, especially against the run and the pass rush. The Broncos will take on the New York Jets this week. Major League Baseball, four teams are headed to the next round of the playoffs, and four teams are headed to the golf course. In the American League, the Minnesota Twins won a playoff series for the first time in 21 years. They swept Toronto in the best of three wild, the best of three wild card series. The Twinkies have beat the Blue Jays yesterday 2-0. And Tampa Bay, who won 99 games this past season, went 2-0, lost both games at home. They were beaten by Texas 7-1. In the National League, Arizona's 
swept Milwaukee with two wins on the road. The final yesterday, 5-2. Arizona lost 110 games two years ago. And Philadelphia made quick work of Miami in a two-game sweep um, in there with a 7-1 to win. That's in sports. So, wait, wait. Uh, five-year contract, $70 million? And, and and $14 million guaranteed. Okay. So, you see, I wonder at this point, do they look at him and think, how do we get out of this contract? What do you do here? Well, I think a guaranteed money, you still got to pay him. Okay. Well, the 14 uh, that's still too much, but it's not the $70 million. Because if someone was offering me $70 million to do something... I would make sure to live up to it. Yeah, it's all guaranteed money. I mean, I mean, I mean, the major cash. You can sign for a thousand million trillion dollars, and your guaranteed money is what two bucks? Well, okay, yeah. There's the thing. Okay, so we will pay you two million dollars a year, but if you reach these goals, we'll pay you ten million. All incentives. That's all that kind of stuff. Incentives, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we got to take care of. Got to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. I had some fun at the expense of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. That's next hour. And also one of the most liberal feminist websites ever ends up in one article defeating everything they've ever said. I've got that coming up. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Weekend. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. One of those days where I just want to thank people who are just, well, the idiots of the world for dumping stories like this in front of me so I can entertain you throughout the morning. 888-97 was the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. A quick review for people who missed it. So Biden administration has announced it's waived 26 federal laws in South Texas. To allow construction of a, center, a section of border wall. Yes, the Biden administration wants to build a section of border wall because they're being overrun by so many people. And the ranches are in trouble. The towns are in trouble. And also, the environment's in trouble. For all of these reasons, we oh, we got to stop them from getting across this section of the border. Donald Trump, and I mean this, I'm not kidding, Donald Trump has demanded an apology from Joe Biden. We'll see what happens there. Don't hold your breath, Donald. Then there's this, I'm putting this story aside. I'm going to read the headline, but I'm going to put it aside because I don't know. I just, uh, polls, right? Uh, American apocalypse, 71% don't trust the U.S. government to prevent a doomsday. <laughs> That's what the headline is. 71% of Americans don't trust the government to prevent an apocalypse. I uh, I guess it depends on what kind of apocalypse you're talking about. But I have zero faith in them at all. To fix anything. So, it's well, when I see a number like that, I think, let's take a look at, let me see. Um, number of people who have... Faith in news media. Okay. Um, just 7% of Americans have a great deal of trust in the news media. 27% have a fair amount of trust. Who, who are those 27% who have any trust at all? Okay. 
Uh, let me go ahead and change that to government. Again, these are polls, so take it for what it's worth. Trust in government, about 25% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents say they trust the government. Yeah. I'd like to know who who are people who trust in the government. I'd like to meet them. And see, currently, about 44% of Americans say they trust the executive branch, and 37% say they trust the legislative branch. Who are those people? I'd really like to know, because I have lost... I'd like to talk to them, and I'd listen to them, because I have lost all faith. All right, putting that aside, because I want to get back to that again, let's go back to Jackson, Wyoming. I wrote an article this morning that I'm particularly proud of. You might have heard... During the course of the past few days, I'm one of them. I think I started telling you about it on Monday, I believe. So Jackson Hole, Wyoming, bought eight buses that were all electric buses. Jackson Hole runs a number of buses, and, of course, their tour season goes year-round. Get into the wintertime, people can't wait to go skiing. So that's a lot of people who need to make it through town and up to the ski resorts and so on. And buses work well for them, especially just to ease congestion. Been through Jackson Hole, it's tight through there. It eases congestion. Okay, they had a bunch of buses. Eight of them now are electric buses. And I did find out during the course of doing some research for the article I wrote this morning... Don't worry about it. It was completely paid for by federal debt. Yeah, your federal government. Biden administration handing out a bunch of money for people, you know, governments and so on to buy electric things. So Jackson Hole didn't have to, and Teton County combined, did not have to spend any money on those buses. That was purchased through money sent by the Biden administration. And those buses cost about anywhere from 800000 to a $1 million dollars. Now, Ms. Mary did a little bit of research, and it's a little over $500,000 to buy a diesel bus. But you see, that $500,000 would have had to have come from Teton County and the town of Jackson combined. Or they could just take the so-called free money that comes from the Biden administration to buy electric buses. So they buy the electric buses, and they don't work. They were going to have a hard time during the coldest parts of the winter anyway, because electric vehicles have a tough time when it gets really cold out there. But, okay, the, the buses just didn't work. And the company that made the buses went out of business. California company, out of business. Go figure. Right away, that brings to mind companies like Solyndra, for those who remember. That Obama administration spends a bunch of money, gives it to a company, a startup company for solar panels called Solyndra. And the company went bankrupt having not produced anything. And that's one of many companies that government has given money to to start up something, and they just went bankrupt. Some companies will run as long as subsidies are rolling in, but as soon as the subsidies stop, the company goes out of business. Of course, this was the case here. So the bus company doesn't exist anymore. They're trying to figure out where they can get repairs done. They don't know where to go. So now they have eight useless buses sitting there. So they're going to go ahead and get some gasoline power buses to fill the hole. The article that I wrote this morning is thanking Teton County and the town of Jackson. See, because they said that they were trying to find a zero emissions alternative. And they... Of course, that's impossible. 
You can't have a zero emission vehicle. It doesn't exist. So they instead they went with electric buses, which means they were supporting the Wyoming coal industry. And that's what in my article I was thanking them for. Thank you, Jackson Hole and Teton County, for supporting coal. We here in Wyoming really appreciate that. And also because it's a coal power plant that's providing the electricity and natural gas plants, and I don't want to forget you guys, providing the electricity, that means Teton County gets greener, as does the rest of the region, because the more CO2 in the air, the greener things get. As I've shown in article after article showing the science behind it, CO2 in the air greens the planet. So that's a good thing, and it's also not a pollutant. But thank you for supporting, because Wyoming coal and natural gas industries have been hard hit, and it's mainly because of government and junk science. It's been hard hit, and they need any help that they can get. So as Jackson decides, well, if we're going to have a busing system, we're going to go all coal-powered buses, which is what they did. Now, somehow they got the wrong impression that these were zero emission buses because they keep talking about their zero emission buses that they bought, which, of course, they're not. The only difference is the emissions don't come from the bus itself, but it comes from charging the bus. So there's still emissions. The best I can figure is it's zero emissions for Teton County because the prevailing winds, not always this way, but the prevailing winds come from the west and blow east. So any CO2 produced blows eastward, away from Jackson Hole. Maybe they think that's zero emissions. I'm not sure what they're going for here. But anyway, if you want to see the whole article, the history behind this thing, and my special thanks to Teton County for buying coal-powered buses, it's on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning. I just wanted to make sure that the folks over there in Teton County and Jackson Hole got the proper recognition for supporting Wyoming coal. In fact, if they had actually running buses, because these things, again, they didn't work at all, and the company's out of business. But if the buses actually ran and were driving around Jackson Hole, I would be very tempted to sneak up behind one, well, all of them, and put some bumper stickers on them that thank them for driving coal. This is a coal-powered bus. And it's wait to see how long before someone there actually noticed it. 7.15, wake up my own. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So I'm talking about, I, I wrote an article thanking Teton County for buying coal-powered buses. Well, because they keep, and this is where the confusion comes from, they thought they were getting zero emission buses, but actually they're supporting Wyoming coal by getting all electric buses, which don't work. And because they don't work, Bill Hippie in Lagrange, can they renovate the buses to homeless shelters? Well, that would be a good idea. <clears throat> no, I think that would be really make, – or make some Airbnbs. Up. How, wait, 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 wait. I, let, let me amend that. Homeless shelters. Hold on. Um, 
that would be just people who work in the village, right, in, in Jackson Hole? Because average employees that just work at your local restaurants and stores and so on can't afford to live there. So let's go into the electric buses since they're not working and we'll put a bunch of bunk beds in there and let those employees sleep there. There we go. We have uh, eight buses. How many people do you think we can fit in eight buses if we put a bunch of bunk beds in? There. So I don't think they have much of a homeless population other than the people who are just regular employees in Teton County. So there, there's our solution there. Milo and Fort Danger, how is that using green energy on only electricity working for Teton County? See, <clears throat> this is what I'm talking about. I, we're just going to go now just to wind and solar and stuff. That's not working for Teton County. They might have, we do have some wind turbines in Wyoming, yeah. But the, it's such a tiny percentage of the electricity made and much of that's sent out of state. The bulk of the energy that's created in our area is natural gas and coal. Now, there's still people who want to shut all of that down. I got a, a little news flash for you, Teton County. If the hardcore left-wing cult of climate change were correct... Or, or I'm sorry, I'm going to say correct, were able to shut down all Wyoming natural gas and coal plants, leaving us with nothing but wind and solar, then you're not going to be able to run your electric bus anyway, even if they did work, because that power is not going to be enough. Look at the problem California is having. California has asked owners of electric vehicles on high-peak energy days to please not charge their vehicles because they don't have enough power in the grid to do everything they need to do plus charge electric vehicles. So when it gets really too hot or too cold in parts of California, the state of California asks owners of electric vehicles, please don't charge your vehicles during these times. So how are you planning to charge those buses anyway if we've gone all wind and solar, which we can't do? For those people who think that, well, we're going to get rid of coal and natural gas pipe dream total pipe dream great example of that right now despite what they say because they want to go in europe they want to go carbon neutral i mean no we don't do anything that produces any co2 not possible when you realize where things come from right but at the same time they're saying that we have that goal to reach it by 2035 or 2050 or whatever it might be at the same time germany and the UK, and some other countries, but just to name the top two, while they're still putting up more wind farms and so on, are turning back on their coal power plants and their nuclear power plants because they need reliable, affordable energy. California got desperate and left natural gas plants running when they were supposed to shut them down, left also a nuclear plant running that they were going to shut down. For what they thought were environmental reasons, but as soon as they tried to go all wind and solar, it's not producing enough energy, and it's also intermittent, so they couldn't do it. So, once again, you think you're going to go all... You can't. It's it just not possible. Also, I reported earlier this week, there is in... Uh, I want to say, was it, was it Kentucky? One of those states like that. There was a state that was... a 
really proud that they got a contract to put up a factory that would produce batteries for electric vehicles. But in order to run the factory, they had to leave a coal power plant running. To produce the batteries, it uses so much electricity, not to charge the batteries. It uses so much electricity to produce the batteries. They're not going to get that energy from wind and solar, and they know it. So they're leaving the coal power plant running in order to provide the electricity to make the batteries for electric vehicles. So once again, no, you can't shut that down. It doesn't work that way. So let's go back to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. They have this idea in their head that, well, by buying these buses, we were buying zero emission vehicles. Two things wrong with this. One, they think that CO2 is a pollutant that needs to be controlled. That's the first problem. Second, they think that the construction of those vehicles is good for the environment. And we've gone through this many times over. Constructing these vehicles is horrible for the environment. Disposing of the batteries and other parts of these vehicles is horrible for the environment. These electric buses are not good for the environment, not to create, not to, not to use, not to dispose of. But also, in order to charge them, they have this idea, well, these are zero emission vehicles. And it's something that I put in my little opinion piece here. Hey, Jackson Hole. Hey, Teton County. Have you ever bothered to look at a light socket and just imagine following the wires? Where does that go? There was, when I was putting the article together, I came across something I hadn't thought about this in a while. I'm forgetting which state this was, but there was a state. They were all excited to show the news media. We put some electric charging stations in our parking lots. So people are coming by here to do government business. They can go ahead and charge their electric vehicles. They were so proud of it. And some reporter accidentally asked a real question. So where's the electricity coming from? And I think it was the mayor of this town that said, well, from the building here. No, 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 no. Where does the electricity come from? I know it comes from the building, but it had to get to the building from somewhere else. Who's producing the electricity? And she thought about it for a minute. Uh, um, well, uh, it's uh, there's a coal plant up the road. So I, it's, it's at a coal plant that's producing electricity that's coming to our charging stations in front of our city hall here. Did it then dawn on her what she just said? I would love to go to the Jackson Hole City Council and County Commission. Hey, to charge those electric buses, did you follow in your imagination? Follow the wiring. Where does that go? Sparky and Casper, that battery plant is to be outside of Lawrence, Kansas. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Mike from Leeds, South Dakota. Tow it behind diesel buses and double the capacity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, again, I, I I just wanted to thank Teton County and Jackson Hole for supporting Wyoming coal industry by buying electric buses. Even though it didn't work, I still, though, I thank you for supporting Wyoming coal. Coming up on 730, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. Wake up, Wyoming.
and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six at time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Seven forty-five. Don Day is going to join me, and we'll take a look at that extended forecast where I am this morning. It's on the cool side and really, really cloudy out there. Okay, about that apocalypse story that I teased you with. So put on your respirator and let's fix that generator. While we're out, we'll mend our fences too. See, I'm not afraid of dying. Just got reasons for surviving. I want one more day in the apocalypse with you. So I'm not always trustworthy of polls. I really don't. Okay, this one says American apocalypse. 71% don't trust U.S. government to prevent doomsday. Well, I guess we have to decide what exactly a doomsday would be. What are we talking about here? The story says, U.S. politics continue to be chaotic as a subject. A new poll finds majority of Americans are rapidly losing faith in their community and country leaders. From the ousting, and it goes into the Speaker of the House, stuff like that. Okay. To the current president, over 7 in 10 Americans say no one, there's no one that they trust to save them from an end-of-the-world event. A doomsday scenario, something like that. Established in 1947 by a group of atomic scientists, they talk about the doomsday clock. Okay, so there's that. What about the doomsday clock nuclear war scenario? According to a survey, and all they did was talk to about uh, 6,200 Americans, so I, you need a larger percentage, but okay. 71.2% of Americans say they have no faith in U.S. government to save or prevent a doomsday event, but still, I want to know. What kind of doomsday event? Over half of the poll, 55.8%, think doomsday will come in the form of a climate-related catastrophe. Well, that okay. You can see we need to really start re-educating some people on that. While a third believe another virus will sweep the globe, some believe World War III, another 7% are betting on alien invasion. I'm going for that one. That's my hope, alien invasion. Even if I don't survive it, I just want to see it. Same number believe we will finally be in the year that, that the zombies walk the earth. So for those people who want to see the zombie pop, uh, fine. And we are seeing some of that when you take a look at some of the, what drugs do to some people. Drugs in our streets. When it comes to lack of faith in U.S. government, researchers found that there's a growing distrust that appears to be bipartisan as well. So we can all come together on something, right? Researchers found that a staggering 82% of respondents in swing states don't trust government to protect them from any kind of doomsday. 43% of Americans have stored up supplies in, in case of some potential of disaster. Following Arizona, the top states that have the least trust in the government. Here we go. Kansas, 78% trust government the least. Alabama, 78%. Pennsylvania, 70%. Oregon, 76%. Where does Wyoming come in? They don't have Wyoming here? Oh, I got to find this. I got to find where we... Okay. I wonder if they even... It doesn't look like they even surveyed us. Oh, that's just... Well, if you did survey Wyoming, how many... What would the percentage be? 
Miss <clears throat> Mary, I think I got some work to do here. No, I'm looking at this whole survey. What states distrust the government the most? It's Nebraska. Okay, so North and South Dakota and Wyoming were not included in the survey. Well, what are they afraid to find out that maybe almost 100% of Wyomingites don't? Oh, we're going to have to fix that. Montana and New Mexico rank highly on the list of states for catastrophic events. Their residents respectively making contemplating preparations really high in those states. Oklahoma appeared least prepared. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, liberal Oklahoma, they trust government more than anybody else. So there, I would also think like New York would be least prepared. Increasingly interesting, Nebraska tops the preparedness chart, the prepper chart. 64.86% of Nebraskans have, they say, some kind of survival capability, whatever that's supposed to mean. And they've invested in disasters and so on. Okay. I am really disappointed as I read this and take a look at the map that they provided. North and South Dakota and Wyoming, they surveyed every single other state, but they skipped us. So what do you think? Would we top Nebraska? I I would like to know the answer to that. Okay, I'm not sure exactly how to do the research here. I think I have some people who might know how to do some kind of survey and some kind of research to find out where does Wyoming rank in its trust of government for a doomsday scenario. Personally, I think government causes doomsday. 742, Wake Up Wyoming. So many of build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030, K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Dayweather. Don, where I'm at and for, I guess, a good part of the eastern side of the state. Nice low clouds out there, but I don't see any rain in it. There are some showers. Douglas has had a few light showers here over the last hour or two. Uh, But we do have low clouds over the central and the northeast. Still sunny down in the southeast right now. But that low cloudiness is all part of that cold surge, that Canadian cold run we've been talking about. Okay. And that means chilly this morning. And I did get some questions yesterday. So what's the weekend going to look like? Well, it looks to me like it's just fall. It looks like fall, but it's going to be a nice weekend. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. No Uh, complaints here. Uh, so when you get a nice weekend in October, take it. Yes. Uh, and this is going to be one of those 60s and lower 70s, no hint of rain, mm-hmm. lots of blue skies, a little frosty at night, okay. a little frost on the pumpkin, but hey, it's October. Uh, on that note, I noticed on your podcast that I was watching this morning, for those people who do have some kind of crops or a garden, watch for that frost this weekend. Yeah, if you're extending your garden, a lot of folks are because we've been able to this fall season. Um cover up your plants uh, the next two nights. Uh, Tonight, it's going to be really northern and central Wyoming at risk for the coldest temperatures. Tomorrow night in the Saturday morning, it'll be down into the southeast. Uh, That's where the first real frost freeze of the year will hit. So if you've got those tomato plants that are still going, cover them up the next couple of nights uh, or just let nature take its course. Okay. And probably, I think, a good time for people to start looking at that sprinkler system and blow that sucker out. Yeah, you're, you're, we're getting to the time of year to where I don't know how much of a benefit you're, you're going to get from from continuing to water. And now I don't see it cold enough to, to freeze any 
underground pipes or anything like that at the the moment. But speaking of good weather this weekend, no, maybe a good weekend to put those sprinklers to bed. Okay. Well, on that note, I think what you're saying is I do see some sprinklers still out there trying to water lawns, but the lawns are still getting brown despite the water. Well, yeah, you're you're, uh, these the 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 lack less not the lack, but less amount of sunlight, these cooler temperatures and your grasses, your long grasses are going to start to slow down, go into dormancy and do all of those things. So a lot of times if you water something right before a big change in the weather and you get it to start growing again, that maybe is not the best thing for, for your lawn. Dawn Day's gardening segment right here on Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so uh, anything, I'm still looking at the crystal ball in the distance over here. Anything brewing yet? One thing we do need to watch is the middle of next week. My confidence is really low at the moment, but we do see a, a system coming out of the Pacific Northwest that may end up in the Central Rockies, uh, and that could be a weather producer. It could produce some rain and snow right around that Wednesday, Thursday time frame, but it is way too far out to be have any amount of confidence if, if it's going to be a major system or not. But that's the next one to watch. We're not going to really have anything big until then. Okay. Thank you, Don. Don Day with day weather. Well, okay. Now you know what to do with your sprinkler systems and garden. Just trying to keep you guys up to date on all of that. Okay. This next one, I'm going to ask Frank to... Well, I'm going to tax his memory on music. You ready for this, Frank? I'm ready. Okay. We are into getting into the Halloween season. Yes. And something reminded me last night. I don't know why. There's a lot of Halloween songs we like to play, Mm -hmm. but what about bands that have perfect names for this time of year? Oh. So I consulted Billboard magazine, and I just want to know, just tell me what ones you recognize. Okay, Okay, I'm ready. The Killers. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah. I saw Rob Zombie at the Casper Event Center. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Vampire Weekend. Haven't heard of them. Never them. The Kills. No. Okay. Uh, Slayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big, yeah, big. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. Cannabis Corpse. Have not heard of them. Okay. Of Monsters and Men. I have heard of them, but I'm not sure exactly what they play. Okay. You would, I think, really love that. It's, uh, almost like modern Irish folk kind of, I mean, (laughs) no, no, seriously. I'll send you a clip of Monsters (laughs) and Men. They are just really good. Uh, Shaky Graves. Have not heard. Okay. Uh, the Dead Kennedys. I've heard of them, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Zed's Dead. I'd never heard of them. No, before. no, no, no. Okay. Big Scary? No. Band of Skulls? No. Okay. Paul Bearer? No. Mm, okay. Uh, let's see. Devil Makes Three. Never heard of that. No. Sounds like a, some kind of a sitcom or something like that. Yeah. Now let's skip down here. Um, no. Caught a Ghost, never heard of them. Mm. No. Yeah. Phantoms, never heard of them. Yeah. Murder by Death, I like the name. Yeah. Rock or... the Crypt, no. No. I wonder how many of these ever even had a song on the radio, much less Pro- a hit Probably song. not, you know. Yeah. I want to know about, like, individual Halloween songs. You oh, know? now, I will definitely have a list of those. And this is the kind of year when you start playing, like, the Ghostbusters music yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Which is, it, it's not as bad as Christmas. You know, when Christmas takes over all the radio stations? Well, we're, we're not going to play Halloween music 24 no. hours a day on Halloween. But we're I don't getting, even think there's enough songs to play. I don't think there are, no. But this is the time of year as we get closer. They'll start to drop in those little bits and pieces here and there. 
And like with Christmas music, it's the same songs over and over again. <laughs> it's okay. It's Halloween. Free candy. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will find out what they're made of this Saturday when they host number 24 Fresno State at War Memorial Stadium. The folks coming off a win over New Mexico in their Mountain West Conference opener last week. So they're 4-1 and one overall. Fresno beat Nevada in their league opener. They're 5-0 and oh so far. In fact, the Bulldogs have won 14 games in a row dating back to last season, although they did need two overtimes to beat Eastern Washington earlier this year. Fresno's quarterback Mikey Keene has been solid. He is a transfer from Central Florida. UW six-point underdog in the game that is a 6 p.m. start at War Memorial Stadium on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High school football coming up on Friday. The big game in 4A will be in Casper as Natrona will host Campbell County. Both teams are 5-1. Kelly Walsh will be at Sheridan. Cheyenne East will take on crosstown rival Cheyenne Central at Risky Field. Cheyenne South will be at Rock Springs and Laramie will host Thunder Basin. In 2A on Friday, Glen Rock will be at home to meet Torrington and Burns will be on the road to Tongue River. In 1A9, Man Pine Bluffs will be at Saratoga tonight. In 1A6, Man KC will host Burlington tomorrow after, um, Friday afternoon. Midwest will be at Hewlett on Saturday. Casper Christian will host Dubois on Saturday at noon over at Natrona. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos at 3-1 after winning the Pillow Fight Bowl over the Chicago Bears last week, 31-28. The team is getting rid of starting outside linebacker Randy Gregory. He signed a five-year $70 million contract but has not lived up to his billing after coming over from the Dallas Cowboys. He has just nine tackles in four games this season and the Broncos have been just brutal on defense this season, especially against the run, and the pass rush isn't very good either. Broncos will take on the New York Jets this week. Major League Baseball, four teams headed to the next round of the playoffs, and four teams are headed to the golf course. In the American League, the Minnesota Twins won a playoff series for the first time in 21 years. They swept Toronto in that best-of-three wildcard series. The Twinkies uh, won, beat the Blue Jays yesterday 2-0. Tampa Bay won 99 games this season and went two and out, losing both games at home. They were beaten by Texas 7-1. to The National, in the National League, Arizona Arizona swept Milwaukee with two wins on the road. The final yesterday, 5-2. to two. two years ago, Arizona lost 110 games. Philadelphia made quick work of Miami in a two-game sweep with a 7-2-1 victory. The divisional round of the baseball playoffs will begin on Saturday. Lost 110 games. Two years ago, uh-huh. and now they're in the second round of the playoffs. Oh, wow. So, so that's the, yeah. the, the, the answer to that is that, yes, you can turn this stuff around. Uh-huh. And they did it in two yeah. years. And you notice that Frank said that loud enough to be heard in Denver. Yes. Yes, did, I just... you, did you see what the Diamondbacks did? <laughs> yeah, they lost that. more games than you did. Yeah. And they're in the second round of the playoffs. Well, probably because they had a little meeting. Guys, we can't possibly suck this much. No. There's no way. we got to do something you gotta, about you gotta, it. you got to, yeah. you know, uh, say, do you have any pride? Uh, yeah, left. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Made of steel. A caution needs some gasoline. About the path Weekend. 8.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I almost forgot. Got to go ahead and call this up because... 
pretty much every single morning at this time, I go ahead and do the most dangerous thing that can be done in talk radio. That's open the phones and just hand it over to everybody out there. I do this because you guys, I think, need a chance to vent and comment on things that have been said. So, open phones. Here we go. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D. Just uh, go back, mention again for those people who might have missed it. So the Biden administration is pushing aside a bunch of laws to build a section of border wall in Texas because we're being overwhelmed. Donald Trump has demanded an apology from Biden. It's only 20 miles worth of wall, I know, but still. Just let that sink in. Think about it a bit. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. Now, I do want... Because I saw this this morning, and I, I just wanted to get into it, just because. Totally worth it for me. Off of any other topic you've heard anywhere else, I monitor a whole bunch of different organizations out there, from left-wing to right-wing. And we're talking extremists, left-wing extremists, right-wing extremists, libertarians, and even some real libertarian weirdos, all sorts of different groups. I even monitor the Flat Earth Society website to see when, when they might post something new and fun. One of the sites is called Everyday Feminism. And man, you want to talk about some people with some issues. I mean, the kinds of... In fact, let me go back here real quick to see some of the issues that they bring up on a regular basis on Everyday Feminism. And these are people who are just overthinking life in general. Beyond Diversity, How to Build a Truly Anti-Racist Organization, Practical Decolonization, How to Live It Daily, Stop Shaming My Anger About Racism and Condemning the System, How to Effectively Navigate Your Workplace as a Feminist Even When They're Not. Uh, let's see. Uh, you Don't Have to Hate Women to Be Sexist. How do, you know, how do we know pro-life people don't actually care about reducing abortions? 11 reasons your phony concerns for fat people's health has got to stop. Oh, no, I'm not really concerned about fat people's health. No, that's okay. Uh, dear men, toxic masculinity is imprisoning us and it's time to set ourselves free. I mean, on and on and on. The impossible demands of dating under pressure of rape culture. This just goes on and on and on like this, right? And so much of it, so much of this has to do with being hypersensitive to every little thing. I mean, what if you self-identify as something else, whatever it might be, and somebody doesn't call you by your preferred pronouns? Exactly how offended should you be and how should you react to that? Whatever it might be, people who judge you because of uh, the way you do your hair, the way you do your clothes, or et cetera, et cetera, right? And I've been reading their website for over a decade now going, man, these people need help because they, I mean, really 
overanalyze every little thing to the point that they must be the most miserable people to be around. Then today, I read this headline. How to get over other people's opinions by not giving a blank. <clears throat> Wait a second now. Hmm. There's got to be a better way to do that. Uh, no, I don't think I have it anymore. I had a little thing here that had to do with there's shorts, there's induction. No, okay. I had a little thing that had to do with bleeps. You know, in other words, I'll have to go ahead and, and rebuild that file. I think I might have gotten rid of it. This would have been the perfect time for that. It was a whole file of... No, I still might have it. Let me see. Hang on, folks, while I go ahead and find this here. It was a whole file of just different sound effects should somebody cuss. I do have it. There we go. Okay. So what do you think would go good here? There's the donkey. Okay. Uh, there's the geese. There's the goat. I'm going with the goat. <clears throat> The goat sounds best for this. I'm going to read the title again. Ready? Okay. The title is How to Get Over Other People's Opinions of You by Not Giving Up. Oh, that's much better. Oh, I'm so glad I found that. So how do you do that? And I, I looked at that and I realized this article right here wipes out almost a complete decade of everything they've ever written on everyday feminism. All you have to do is not give up about what other people think. That's it. Remember, I wrote a book. It's still out there. You can get it. It's called The Uncomplicated Life. There's a couple of places that have it in Wyoming, I know. Uh, Wind City Books has it uh, in Casper. Also, if you go to the Tri-County Mercantile, Chugwater, Wyoming, they have a copy of the un couple copies of The Uncomplicated Life. Right, now, go on Amazon. It's a thin little uncomplicated book about really how to live a much better, simpler, easier life. And one of the ways, as far as your mental health, not to, I go through finances, all sorts of things. But as far as your mental health is concerned, you will be a lot happier if when people are mouthing off their opinions, you just don't give up. So let's get into the story here. Because again, I've been reading their website for about a decade and about 95% of everything they've ever written was just destroyed by this one headline of theirs. The author says, originally posted by Body Love Wellness and cross-posted here with their permission. Over the years, this author says, I've written many articles on things dealing with negative comments about your body, letting go of comparing yourself to others, handling haters, and so forth. These are some of my most popular articles, and I know why it is. You've been taught over the years, again and again, that people's opinion of you matter. You've been taught that if someone thinks you're too fat or too loud or too smart or too dumb or whatever, or not enough of whatever, that you should actually give a of what they think and feel. Well, you shouldn't. This author says, you may be thinking I'm joking. When I say that not giving a is one of my main spiritual practices, but I'm not, 
I got an email a few days ago from a fat message therapist, message massage, fat, fat massage therapist, who wanted to get into health coaching but was worried that people wouldn't take her seriously as a health coach because she's fat. I introduced her to my deep spiritual practice. I had some concerns when I stayed started coaching. In reality, I'm sure there are people who don't want to work with me because I'm fat. But there are a ton of people who do want to work with me because I am. It's a non-issue. Learning not to give a about other people what they think. Uh, it, it works for me, she says. If you notice that you're holding yourself back from doing something you want to do because of other people's opinion, it's time to get on board with this spiritual practice. And the story goes on and on and on about how to do this. Okay, and and then the benefits of doing this. And I thought it was actually because I've never read anything on the Everyday Feminism website that I've ever agreed with. But this one I actually do. And again, about 95% of what they've ever written can be thrown out right now. So you decide to self-identify as something else. And some people actually wear little badges. You know, my preferred pronouns are. Well, what if someone doesn't call you by your preferred pronouns? Well, what if you just didn't, whether they did or not? How about that? What if somebody has a different take on politics than you? Someone who's more conservative, more liberal, or more libertarian, or whatever. Someone has a different take on politics. What if it didn't make you mad? But what if you just it just didn't? Let them have their opinion. Okay. And I can go on all day about this. There are all sorts of people who you will notice, for whatever reason, will annoy you until you decide just not to care about what they think anymore because they don't matter to you they just don't so most of what i read in today's woke culture are woke people who are overly offended by every little thing and all it takes is that one piece of advice right here which is just don't worry about it. Now, I've played this bit before, but it fits perfectly. Okay, everyone, welcome. This support group is for people who are so woke, they're finding it impossible to have any fun at all. We have somebody new with us this week, so would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, Hi, I'm Oscar. I think like a lot of you guys, for me, it started with the little things. Signing an online petition, going into a march. Well, I mean, before I knew it, I was writing to the Guardian about LGBT representation in the Harry Potter books. Which is shocking, by the way. All right, Lily, we've all read your blog. Don't worry, Oscar, you've come to the right place. All of the young people in this room are ruining their lives by being overly virtuous. That's actually a microaggression to say young people because it carries subconscious bias towards the elderly. Actually, what you're doing is denying agency to the elderly, which is arguably much worse. This this is what I'm talking about. You see, it's a slippery slope. One minute you're carrying a reusable water bottle, fine, and the next minute you're arguing that water is racist. Oh, my God, is water racist? No, no, it's just an example. Right, how did you guys get on with the homework that I set you? Guys isn't an especially inclusive term. Not now, Jamie. By homework, do you mean having to watch that old people sitcom? It's called Friends, Lily, and you were supposed to watch it and enjoy it. Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Why? Well, there's the homophobia, the transphobia, the fatism, and the slut shaming. And could Chandler be any more annoying?
annoying. You can't go through your 20s worrying about every aspect of everything. You have to pick your battles. And just remember that it doesn't really matter because by the time you hit your 30s, most of you are going to be massively right-wing anyway. Have any of you started to think that maybe poor people don't deserve benefits? No. Well, watch out for that one because that's how it starts. Look, I understand this has all been a bit much for some of you, so let's take five and have a hobnob. I find the word hobnob very phallocentric. The North American Karen, a wild beast that's dangerous alone, but deadly in numbers. When gathered together, they form what is known as a homeowners association. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Rick. Thanks for hanging in there, Rick. Appreciate it. What you got for me? Good morning, Glenn. So I have the privilege of um, not having the issue of selecting a pronoun. Yeah. My ex-wife has several for me. My current <laughs> wife has a few. Yeah, yeah. Those that like me have some. Uh-huh. And the liberals, oh my goodness, they have an oh, endless sure. list for Most us. of which we can't say on the air. We get it, yeah. That screaming goat would be very busy. Uh, yes. We should just, I should just carry that around on a recorder just to go ahead and fire that off now and then when people say something derogatory. Exactly. Most of them are pretty fitting. I mean, it depends on what side of the fence you walk, yeah. whether it fits or it doesn't. Okay. I used to, this was a while, something I got over. It used to be if somebody had said something derogatory or insulting to me, I got upset. And then I realized, but their opinion doesn't matter to my life at all. So let them think or say exactly. what they want. I'm just going to continue on. Exactly, exactly. My life is not based on their opinion. Right. Perfectly put. Thanks for hanging in there, Rick. I appreciate it. So, yeah, he's absolutely right. My life is not based on your opinion. So I'm going to go ahead and lead my life the way I want to lead my life. And, yeah, there are people... I, I didn't get into who or what, but yeah, I, we all meet people. Everybody has to go through this. We all meet people who will say all sorts of nasty things about us, much of which just aren't true. And I don't know why they're this way, but they are. And in my book, The Uncomplicated Life, in part, I, I talk about people who are just full of drama, but I also talk about the destroyers. These are people who just think that they it's their job, it's their place to go around destroying everybody else's life, talking down to other people, attacking them. Most of what they say isn't realistic anyway. And so does it really matter to you? Well, in most cases, it absolutely doesn't matter to you. It means nothing whatsoever. So there's two things you do. One, ignore what they have to say. Don't let it bother you. Two, make sure that they don't get to be part of your life because all they're going to try to do is just make you miserable. So when you come across someone at random in public and there are going back to because Rick originally called about the the pronoun idea and that's part of what I mean by this article in Everyday Feminism. What, what if you just didn't care? What if you just didn't care what they thought? Okay. So you decide to wear one of those badges my preferred pronouns are and then you find that there's some people out there who just aren't going to play along and call you that. Okay. Well, that's their prerogative. What if you just didn't care? Because it really doesn't matter. It honestly does. Trying to get upset with people and force them to see it your way 
is just never going to work. You're just going to spend the rest of your life being endlessly frustrated. It's a lot easier just to say, you know, never mind. It doesn't matter. They, they don't matter. I'm just going to continue on with my life, whatever. It's much easier that way. That's why I said the article about just not caring what other people think is taking that whole web. And they have a lot written on the Everyday Feminism website, a lot. That goes back a long way. I mean, I've been reading them again for over a decade now just because I look at the articles and I think, dear Lord, would please somebody show up and get these people some therapy. They're just miserable people. Again, about 95% of everything they've ever written on that site can just be swept away with that one article. What if you just didn't care what other people thought? Now, I say, okay, as I'm talking, the ridiculously large television that they have in the studio next to me has that news channel on that I like. They They just put cameras in different places and say, here's what's going on. No commentator, nothing like that. I just get to be a fly in the wall. So Supreme Court of Maryland hears appeal for some case I've never heard of before. All right. And I noticed as I looked over at the television, there's a lot of people sitting in the courtroom as observers of this case before the Maryland Supreme Court that are virtue signaling. There's a few people wearing masks, which is today a type of virtue signaling. There are some people wearing different uh, headdresses for religious reasons. Uh, I'm not saying that virtue signaling is good or bad. I'm just saying they're trying to signal to other people. So different headdresses are worn for different reasons to signal. There's people who obviously their clothing and their hairstyle is done in such a way to send a message to other people to virtue signal. Okay, well, again, my thought is if you want to live your life that way, go ahead But aren't you putting a whole lot of energy into worrying about what other people think instead of just getting on with your own life, which would be a lot more productive if you did? All right, I'll get back to real news story. I just needed to get that out of my system. Back to real news stories. we got local news coming away. Update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it. More open phones, too. Triple A 97 Woods, Wake Up Wyoming. Spreading across Wyoming faster than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 836 at times. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. A couple of stories here I don't have a lot to say on, but I think it's important that you hear them. One, we're going to head over to Switzerland. Then I have a local story here in Wyoming to just get a kick out of it. Let's go to Switzerland first off. So there's a writer who was sentenced to 60 days in jail for calling a journalist a fat lesbian. Uh, pardon me, but that's what, no, it's just what she said, what he said. And so because he used that term, he was thrown in jail for 60 days. Now, I'm not saying what he said was good. He's being insulting to me. That's juvenile. If I were his boss, I would either have a serious talk with him or fire him. Because, look, we don't do business that way. We're a respectable organization. You don't do, you know. If you're going to make a case against someone, make a legitimate case. Don't throw out stupid insults. We don't do that here. But but what gets me is he 60 days in jail? Geneva, 
Groups hailed the 60-day jail sentence in Switzerland to give a writer commentator for calling, again, critical remarks of somebody else. Insulting, they say. So, All right. Well, um, the Swiss... Let me see. It goes by, okay, talks about who this person is, who they write for, uh, was ordered to pay legal fees and fines, totaling thousands of dollars in their money, and spend time behind bars. He lashed out at another journalist and for, it talks about what publications they go for. Uh, and then in, apparently insulting her or something like that. She's an activist for, the whole LGBTQ thing. Quote, this court decision is an important moment for justice and rights for people in Switzerland, said the co-director of an activist group. The conviction of this person is a strong signal that hatred cannot be tolerated in our society. Look, if somebody is being a jerk, fine, we can deal with that. You don't throw them in jail for 60 days because they said something you didn't like. I just, I'm saying that because we got to make sure America never goes that way. There's all sorts of people that say horrible things. And I certainly would like to deal with them in some way, assuming, again, I just, I know I just did a segment on don't care about what they think. In most cases, I wouldn't worry about it. But in some cases, some people are being just, you know, that bad. They're that much of a jerk that, well, okay, maybe there ought to be some social repercussions, especially if. Let's say a person worked for my company and I want to protect the reputation of my company. And so I don't want someone who's just a jerk making my company look bad. And so I might have a talk with them or if they're just not someone who's going to listen, maybe I want to find somebody who will make my company look better. Companies do have reputations to worry about in the community. When the email on Tuesday, the Associated Press said a lawyer for this guy mockingly blasted the conviction as a crime of opinion and said the case aimed to probe whether a person had a, a sinned against the dogma of thought. I wonder, is there something in their law in Switzerland? I would like to see the law. How exactly is this worded that you're not allowed to throw anything derogatory against somebody else? And I also want to know is what is what he said about this woman true in both respects? Or what? Wh why is it considered an insult is what I'd also like to know. See how we have to deep dive into this? I don't want to arrest somebody because of their opinion. I would arrest if he had physically assaulted her, okay. If he had destroyed her property out of anger, okay. But I'm not going to arrest someone because they have just an, a juvenile opinion, right? So he said the verdict represented a milestone in the application of measure approved by Swiss voters in 2020. Here we go. That made it illegal to discriminate against people based on sexual orientation. Well, that wasn't – see, I don't look at that as discrimination. That's trying to say something derogatory – if it was discrimination, it would be, okay, this uh, lady showed up to get a job and wasn't able to get a job because of her weight and because of her sexual orientation. That's discrimination. But 
to hurl out words as an insult, well, again, I, I don't see arresting someone for that. That's where Switzerland is going, and some people think it's a good thing in Switzerland. I, I guess some people in America would think it's a good thing, too, and would love to see those kinds of rules here. There was a case in the U.K. a few years ago. A guy was walking down the street at night, was passing up a pub, and they had karaoke night going. And a guy was singing the song Kung Fu Fighting. You know the song? Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. He was singing that. So the guy walking down the street was offended. The guy walking down the street was not oriental in any way, but he was just a white guy. But he was offended by it. So he called the police, and the person that was singing Everybody Was Kung Fu Fighting was arrested. That actually happened in the U.K., Here come the thought police. Here come those people who want to arrest you because they were offended by something that you did or said. Which is why I go back to that article from Everyday Feminism that I was reading earlier. What if you just didn't care what they thought? Now, again, sometimes someone's being enough of a jerk that it's okay to socially ostracize them. Hey, you can't hang around with us anymore. Or you can't work here anymore if you're going to be that way because you're bad for the company's reputation. You know, maybe that's something, but... 60 days in jail. All right, now, to the Wyoming story. Rhiannon and Fort Dangerous. So, wait, Switzerland is cool with guns but not with free speech? <clears throat> well, everybody in Switzerland has guns, I guess. Not allowed to murder someone, no, Rhiannon, sorry. Uh, a Wyoming, speaking of guns, a Wyoming man accused of blowing a hole in a motel room with a stolen shotgun. Okay, here's the problem. So you steal a shotgun. I don't advocate. Bad idea. You stole a shotgun. One of the first things you want to do is play with it. It's your new toy, right? Okay. Here's where any sign of intelligence goes out the window. Man from Etna, Wyoming is accused of doing just exactly that, according to Cowboy State Daily. And giving away his gun theft by blowing a hole through a motel room wall right over the head of a sleeping neighbor. Imagine being woken up by that. He's 54 years old, charged with one count of felony theft and faces up to 10 years in prison and $10,000 worth of fines if convicted. That's the maximum sentence for that. He set for an October 12th arraignment in Lincoln County District Court. Investigation started early in the hours of August 18th when a guest at the hotel reported a gunshot, I mean, right through the wall. A slug, not not peppered, but a slug went through a pitcher in the motel just above the guest's sleeping head. Good thing it didn't go through his head, so deputies respond and all that. Yeah, let's see. Got to, it talks about how he got there. I want to know where did he get the gun from? Well, there's also a lot of fines that go with this because how much is the gun worth? That No, that matters because the more the gun is worth, the heftier the fines are. That could end up, if it's worth enough, could make it a felony. And he ends up with more time in prison. So, okay, steal the gun, go to a hotel, decide to play with the new toy, do exactly what you would expect an idiot to do. Blow a hole in the wall. 845, wake up Wyoming. The antidote to boring morning radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 
825 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino. He's on the road right now. How far did you get, Frank? I'm on 387 just east of Edgerton on a okay. high piece of ground mm-hmm. so I can hear you and okay. you can hear me. Yeah, he had to get to the high ground. I know, I know about where you are. Yeah, you better get to the high ground. We're not going to have cell service here. All right, you had asked because I, I asked you for names of bands that have sort of a Halloween name. So you had mentioned songs of Halloween, yes. right? Okay. So let me see. Monster Mash? Oh, oh yeah. That, right. that, that's a classic. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't heard Buried a Friend by Billy Eilers, but I might have to go back and look at that. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, Stranger Things theme. A lot of people like the Stranger. That's more modern there. Haunted by Taylor Swift. Don't know. Creep oh, no. by yeah, creep by Radiohead. Have no idea. Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, boy, there's a lot of new ones here. Oh, 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 oh. I put a spell on you. Yes, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah, that goes way back there. And there's also a Bette Midler version. It's really good. Thriller. Michael Jackson. The, yeah. yeah. You don't like that one so much? Okay. The yeah. Ghostbuster theme. Ghostbuster theme was good. Yeah, that's a good one, yes. Okay, this is Halloween from the movie Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, oh, Miss Mary says Love Potion number nine. That Yes. I'll okay. That one too, yes. Uh, go back to the 80s, Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. Yes, that's a good one. Okay. Let's do the Time Warp. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Okay. The Adams Family theme. Oh, uh, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, let's see, I'm in love I'd with... I'd even put the monsters in there, too. Oh, yeah, uh, Zombie by the Cranberries. There we go. Uh, oh, Monster by Lady Gaga, I'll have to go... The more modern ones, I have no idea. Monster Mash, says Miss Mary. Uh, Freaks Come Out at Night, I haven't heard that one, but okay. Again, there's several here. Are the, the, there's several newer ones that I'm just not up to speed on, Frank. I'm starting to show my age. Werewolves of London. Yes, that's a good one, too. That's a classic one. I mean, okay. Uh, Let me see. Season of the Witch by Donovan. I love that song. And not Donovan Short, who we know. This is a different Donovan, (laughs) just so you know. If he's he's recording songs, it's dangerous. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will find out what they're made of this Saturday when they host number 24 Fresno State at War Memorial Stadium. The Cowboys are 4-1 overall and 1-0 in Mountain West play after beating New Mexico last week. Fresno State beat Nevada in their league opener a week ago. They're 5-0 and so far. In fact, the Bulldogs have won 14 games in a row dating back to the last season, although they did need two overtimes to beat Eastern Washington this season. Fresno quarterback Mikey Keene has been solid. He's a transfer from Central Florida. UW six-point underdogs in the game. And as a 6 p.m. start from War Memorial Stadium, we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High school football coming up on Friday, a big game in 4A in Casper. And the Toronto will host Campbell County. Both teams are 5-1 and one, looking for home playoff games in 4A. Kelly Walsh will be at Sheridan. Cheyenne East will take on Crosstown rival Cheyenne Central. Cheyenne South will be at Rock Springs. And Laramie will host Under Basin in 2A on Friday. Glenrock will be at home to meet Torrington. Burns will be on the road at Tongue River. And 1A 9-man, Pine Bluffs will be at Saratoga tonight. And 1A 6-man, KC will host Burlington on Friday. Midwest will be at Hewlett on Saturday. Casper Christian will host Dubois on Saturday at noon over at Natrona. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos one and three after winning the pillow fight bowl over the Chicago Bears last week, 31-28. The team is getting rid of starting outside linebacker Randy Gregory. He signed a five-year, $70 million contract, but has not lived up to his billing after coming over from the Dallas Cowboys. 
He had just nine tackles in four games so far this season. And the Broncos have been brutal this season on defense, especially against the run. And the Broncos will take down the New York Jets this week. In Major League Baseball, four teams are headed to the next round of the playoffs, and four teams are headed to the golf course. In the American League, the Minnesota Twins won a playoff series for the first time in 21 years. They swept Toronto in that best-of-three wild-card series. The Twinkies beat the Blue Jays 2 nothing. Tampa Bay, who won 99 games this season, went two and out, lost both games at home. They were beaten by Texas yesterday, 7-1. In the National League, Arizona swept Milwaukee with two wins on the road. The final yesterday, 5-2. Two years ago, Arizona lost 110 games. Philadelphia made quick work of Miami with a two-game sweep and a set with a 7-1 win. The divisional round of the Major League Baseball playoffs will begin on Saturday. This goes back to what you were saying yesterday. It sounds like Tampa Bay did pretty good, but they don't have anyone showing up to games, which I'm still trying to figure out why. Yeah, and you know what? If I were the Tampa owners, if they can't get a new stadium straightened out over there, because you need you know public money, private money, the whole nine yards, just move. You know where they should move to really is to Nashville. Really? You think Nashville needs to see it? Okay. Nashville so words, has money yeah. and sports and entertainment, and they'd make a killing in Nashville. So if Tampa Bay is not going to show them any respect, go someplace that will. Right. Just get okay. out of your leash and say goodbye. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast, and you and I get back into it again. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. Sixth of time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I'm in Cheyenne tonight and tomorrow morning. Thankful Thursdays tonight. And every single, if you don't know, if you never heard of this thing, we have a couple of different Thankful Thursdays in Wyoming. One of them happens in Casper, Wyoming, where they go to the Beacon on Thursday nights. And it's a party, basically, to raise money for a cause. And they do a really good job at raising money for different charitable events. In Cheyenne, Thankful Thursday, I go with a guy named Alf from Alf's Pub, and he and I host it, and we again raise money for a charity. It's the Old West Museum tonight, but they do things like Special Olympics, the YMCA, after-school programs, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, there, again, tonight you'll hear me there for those listening to KGAB in Cheyenne, and then I broadcast from the studios of KGAB tomorrow. So, ladies and gentlemen... Your favorite song. Oh, I like guns, I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. Therefore, say, well, I want them all. I like guns, I like guns, I like guns. Congress saves hunting sports. I'm glad Congress got involved in this. This had to do with a law that was poorly written, and it was one of those I told you so's. And it was going to, of course, the bureaucracy getting out of control once again. 
was going to try to shunt down the teaching of hunting and sports and shooting recreation in schools. Gun safety, bow and arrows, things like that. Here's the story, and this is from public media, so got to be careful because they're so left-leaning. Congress has voted nearly unanimously to protect hunter, archery, and sports shooting safety education in schools. Many lawmakers have been worried that these programs would lose federal funding due to recent legislation signed by President Biden. The Safer Communities Act, which passed last year, was designed to stop, as they say, gun violence. Okay, and and I always wonder, again, do you call when someone is intentionally run over by a car, is that car violence? When someone is stabbed, is that knife violence? But as soon as they pick up a gun, that's gun violence. How about just violence? But all right. And improve mental health across the country. And, of course, bills like this never do any of these things. A part of the law bans federal funding from schools that provide training for dangerous weapons, which stops, for instance, money being used to train teachers to use guns or maybe hire cops for schools. So, in other words, if you want to, in Wyoming, we do some of that. Teachers with guns in the classroom and so on. But we'll pay for it on a local level. The feds aren't going to pay for it. Dangerous weapon, however, is defined as a device that is used for or is readily capable of causing death or serious injury. Okay, so we've now banned all hammers in school. Go look up how many people are murdered by hammers every single year. So we have to ban... Think of any other thing that has to be banned from school because it's been used to murder people before, according to that definition. Due to that language, the story says in the law, programs of hunter education, even outdoor skills courses that use large knives, axes, seem to be facing uncertainty in the future. Many conservatives said this was a deliberate attack from the Biden administration on constitutional rights. Others chalked up the situation to a misrepresentation of law. Either way you want to see it. Now, the Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act will seek to clarify that law because, of course, the bureaucrats went rogue on this. Of course they did. So in recent congressional testimony, Representative Burgess of Utah highlighted national archery in school programs which has enrolled millions of Americans. You know what we need to do, come to think of it, because this is such a concern. We have to get rid of all shooting sports in the Olympics. We can't have any more archery in the Olympics. We can't have any more target shooting. And one of my favorite in the Olympics, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it now, um, in the wintertime, it's a winter sport, so they're on their skis, and they have to ski the course, you know, and stop every so often and shoot a target. And so, oh, we can't do that. No. But anything else where they might use the word shooting or a shot, you know, like basketball, stuff like that. You can't say that anymore because that's, that's a trigger warning. And saying trigger warning, by the way, is a trigger warning. So, okay, quote, 40% of these students claim to be more engaged in the classroom and a remarkable 91% pursued... The express desire, express the the desire, to pursue other outdoor activities. Hunting and archery programs provide more dexterity and mental skills. They foster character development and responsibility. That's the big one: responsibility. 
Because to teach someone how to use a rifle and then hand it to them and trust them with it, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And that's important in, in someone's development. In the House of Representatives, there was only one vote against the act, and the Senate passed it unanimously. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. Who was the one person that was against restoring this? Huh. Oh, no, I'll let your imagination run wild. I supp- No, I would bet that right away you would stop and think uh, Ocasio-Cortez, maybe? I don't know. But somebody out there is just one person decided to vote against it. Hey, do we do we teach fishing in school? Let's combine the two. Hi, folks. Daytona Dan Jackson here. And if you're anything like me, you live for this. You love the fresh air. You love the great outdoors. And you love to maximize your fish yield, which is why I use this. The Daytona Fish Gun. It's the best way to kill fish, bar none. Catching a fish with a stick and string is frustrating and dangerous. Hooks are sharp, tackle boxes are heavy, and worms are proven disease carriers. Even if you catch a fish, you gotta get it onto the boat and you gotta neutralize it. The whole process is time consuming and inefficient. There's no worms, you just take the gun, point it down into your fishing hole, and fire away. Whether you're 80 or 8 years old, the Daytona turns fish in a lake into fish in a barrel. It also offers the features professionals demand. A high rate of firepower, 300 rounds per minute. No fish is safe from a Daytona. You know, some of you folks at home are probably saying to yourselves, I'd like to kill even more fish. Well, for that we have the Daytona Fish Grenade. Designed to kill anything swimming within a 300-meter radius. Kill more, win more, and come home with a smile on your face and dinner in your cooler. The Daytona Fisherman. A damn good fisherman. If someone ever approaches you and tries to rob you, tell them to stop. Ask them, is it necessary? Is it nice? Do you have my permission? Tell them that you do not want to be touched. If they point a gun at you, Tell them that it's illegal. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. 820 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming based on that last bit I just played there about uh, fishing with guns. Chad Yoder says, you ever try to shoot a fish? Forget about it. Well, actually... With a bow and arrow, yeah. In fact, I like the bow and arrow setup you can get. There's a little, uh, the arrow which connects to a reel so you can reel it in. It goes on the bow. But I've noticed my personal experiences only really works in shallow water, even with the arrow. But yeah, can you, not with, I've never tried to shoot a, a fish with a gun. But with bow and arrow, yeah, in shallower water, piece of cake. Just got to remember, of course, you all know this, the water is a bit of a refraction there. So the fish does not necessarily show up where it really is. Bit of an optical illusion there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're in a modern-day dance club. Arms in the air, working up a sweat with all the other young people out there. And Greta Thunberg sings... Looking down angrily from the screens above. People dancing up a sweat because 
The end is nigh, according to Greta. And how dare you? How dare you not listen to it? So, Offshore Wind Company wants to pay a large fine to break its contract. This is just another sign of trouble for the industry in general here, but okay. Uh, Avangard, a major offshore wind company, is poised to pay a considerable fine to get out of its power purchase agreement with Park Projects of Massachusetts off the coast, which a lot of homeowners in Massachusetts are going to love because this is one of those NIMBY things, not in my backyard. Massachusetts is all about wind farms until someone tries to put them off the coast where they live and they have to look at those things. So, okay, the termination, the story says, is the latest sign of trouble for offshore wind industry, which has been struggling as inflation, supply chain disruptions, spiking interest rates slice into projected profit margins in wake of the Inflation Reduction Act passage, which had nothing to do with it. Also, might they run out of subsidies? And, of course, what's not mentioned here, possible problems with whale kills, et cetera, et cetera. So, quote, one year ago, Avangard was the first offshore wind developer in the United States to make public the unprecedented uh, headwinds, it says, as a pun. It faces in the industry, including... Record inflation, supply chain disruptions, interest rates, and also impacts on the environment to put up wind farms. Now, some people might think, well, that's not an impact. No, trust me, it negatively impacts the environment. So, okay, a major offshore wind company, the story says, requested to cancel its contract with two utility companies over in the Northeast on Monday because of these factors that have eaten into any profitability, despite all the subsidies that they're getting. Offshore wind developer filed a request to terminate power purchases agreement with uh, Eversource Energy. It's in United Illuminating, I think is what they call a Park City Wind Project, which was set for construction off the Massachusetts coast, according to their local utility companies there. Avangard cited information of, again, everything I just mentioned, supply chain and stuff like that, and is willing to pay a $16 million fine to get out of the contract. How bad does it have to be if they're willing to pay $16 million to get out? One year ago... Avangard was the first offshore wind developer in the United States to make public these problems. And I wonder about that, too. We're not supposed to say this out loud, are we? Avangard similarly paid $48 million in fines to get out of what it had signed pursuant to a deal to sell offshore wind-generated power in Massachusetts in July the Commonwealth reported at the time. A spokesperson for the company referred the Daily Caller News Foundation to a press release recommending that the governor of Connecticut and Massachusetts and Rhode Island reach some kind of an agreement to procure wind generation. In other words, buy up what they have out there. Which, of course, imagine, as I think, imagine what that's going to do to the taxpayers. Because if the wind company is willing to pay this much money to get out of the contract, and then you have these states saying, well, okay, maybe we can buy up the wind farm. 
okay, this is going to be how much of a burden on the taxpayers? I'm waiting to hear that. Quote, the Park City Wind developer asked Eversure to terminate the wind contract because the developer cannot secure any more financing. Quote, we complied with all of the requests entering into a termination agreement, so it looks like the termination agreement might go forward. This week, the termination is the latest side of trouble for offshore wind industries, which have been struggling with all of these aforementioned problems. But they still haven't really put in here, but I am. And then they have to worry about things like the whales washing up on shore. We'll see if this is related because this has become a concern that your major news outlets are really not grabbing hold of yet. But now, if it were offshore oil rigs and whales started washing up on shore and somebody said, hey, that might be because of the oil rigs, you better believe these news organizations would be all over it. Okay, so... That's the winds off of North. This is places they want to put it. Winds off of North America projects. Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, Massachusetts, places like that are a big part of the NIMBY. Don't you put that here. Because those rich, influential people, many of them politicians and actors, who are all about fighting climate change, don't want to look out their expensive back windows. Their beachfront property on property that's supposed to be underwater by now, by the way, and see a wind farm out there. Uh, the president, well, President Joe Biden, had a signature on a bill featuring substantial tax credits and manufacturing subsidies to drive offshore wind investments for the private sector. The companies have invested about $7 billion so far, but they're not doing really well. This is where I've said before, it's appears to me as soon as the subsidies run out these wind farms start to fall apart and the companies go out of business I, I say that just by watching other wind projects which were onshore right now we're talking about offshore projects but between government giving them money that's a subsidy and then giving them massive tax breaks which are two different things And then the companies investing $7 billion of their own money. And having said all of this, they're willing to pay about 13, what did I say, million, billion, to get out of it. That tells you the problems that they're having there. Another major offshore wind developers have asked East Coast projects if they're willing to abandon. uh, Can you let us abandon the work that we're doing here? Can we just walk away? And some of this is happening offshore in New York. Quote, the most fundamental issue is what the administration is trying to do artificially to get the wind programs up and going artificially. This is what I've mentioned before. It was a term that I came up with, but I think they're going to end up using it, whether they heard it from me or not. I don't care. It's um, trying to create an artificial economy by pumping money into something that normally wouldn't exist because it's not productive. Trying to create an artificial economy is what the Obama administration, the Biden administration, and ma- many liberal policyholders try to do. We'll create an artificial economy, and that'll get it going. And it just doesn't work that way. It's got to be organic, or it just won't work. Coming up on 930, local news coming away right after local news update on the weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Let's so wake up, Wyoming.
He's not a doctor, but he's happy to take a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Nine thirty six to top. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, so this to me kind of relates to what I was just talking about. Wind turbines off the east coast of the United States. Some of these projects want to shut down, pay out of their contracts because despite the money they raised and the subsidies from the federal government, and some even get subsidies from the state, they they're just losing their shirts on this. So they want to pay out of their contracts. They just can't do this anymore. As I've said. It, Financially, these things don't make a whole lot of sense, especially they don't make sense when the money runs out. Now, on that note, got to be careful reading this because it's from Wyoming Public Media. They tend to lean left, so I'm just always careful if I have to edit something that's left-leaning. But here's what the story is. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Now, remember, any bill that government passes usually does the opposite or nothing even close to what they said it's going to do. It's supposed to fix infrastructure and create jobs, which usually doesn't do any of that. But all right. Most commonly known as the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill has been expanding broadband Internet across Wyoming. But is it possible that the vast untamed lands of the state are just too vast and untamed to bring high-speed connections to every rural resident? That's a major challenge sparking a conversation about Internet access on the frontier. Stop right there. My answer to this is don't even try. Don't use government money to try. Don't. Let the private sector do it. The private sector is already trying to do this. There's all sorts of companies out there already working on technology to try to bring Internet to rural areas. Let the market do what it does. On that note, I was just there just recently. In the Woods Landing area, a few miles southwest of Laramie, Mike Gray took me this author there out to meet his wife. They had just finished up a telehealth meeting with one of their clients. It's kind of funny. The Zoom got goofed up, and so, you know, it took a while for them to get this done. He's coming in to talk about it. Well, these people, you see, they've decided. I was up there recently. A friend loaned a little cabin area out in the middle of nowhere. No phone, no internet, no television, which to me was part of the fun of being out there. People move way the hell out there, and then they complain, well, I don't have any cell phone service. Well, then don't live there. Well, I'll have any internet service. Well, that's where you want it to be. And some people, even besides Woods Landing, live way, 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 way out. They're, they're not even in a community. It's a house way, Spotted Horse is another place, way out in the middle of nowhere. Well, you choose to be there, so if you don't have access to a lot of these things, so be it. Now, as far as getting, though, I mean, this is why I've said this stuff is already available. Starlink satellite, I think that's uh, Elon Musk, right? Then besides that, and he's experimenting with that. As I've mentioned before, if you look around, you'll see out in the middle of nowhere, a tiny house or a single wide trailer, middle of nowhere, right? And you see a tiny little satellite dish on top. Telephone, Internet, television. Now, is that really high-speed stuff? No, no, not yet, anyway. 
So the story says, like having your own personal radio tower, Starlink connects you with a system of Earth satellites, tiny little square devices that can be put up from Starlink, one of the few options to receive any kind of terrestrial Internet way out there in the middle of nowhere. This is where I get back to, uh, they make up all sorts of reasons that we need this stuff way out there, and my answer is, that's fine. I am totally understanding of people who live out way out, why they want to live way out, but they would still like to have access to these modern conveniences. And the answer is, if you want it done in the most expensive and most inefficient possible way, then get your government involved in it. But if you would like to have the best possible service at the best price, then you just let the private sector do it. And they're working on it. They're working, they're like the Starling system. There's all sorts of companies out there that are working on different ideas to bring telephone, television, and internet to people who live way out there because they see a customer base. And with more modern technology, we don't necessarily have to drag wires way out in the middle of nowhere. Used to be in order to do something like that, you had to drag wires way out in the middle of nowhere. This is not a new problem, by the way. I'd done a story recently, told you guys about way back when, way back when telephones were a new thing. Back when you had to talk to the operator to make a call before there were dials or push buttons. It was easy to set up a telephone system in a city, but what do you do way out in the country? And country folk way out here in the West, starting in Nebraska, but then South Dakota was another place, and it moved into Wyoming. They realized there were uh, barbed wire fences all over the place that were connected. Everybody connected to everybody else, and all they had to do was electrify, which a lot of people did anyway, one of the wires in that fence, and it interconnected all sorts of communities. Then you could buy a phone system from your local hardware store to connect into it. The only downside was no operators. Okay, People had to had developed their own ring codes. You would wind something to make it ring. They would make ring codes to let someone know that, oh, someone's calling you. Like a Morse code thing. And everybody could listen in, too. But, hey, it was done by barbed wire. Innovation whether it's personal, local innovation, or some company is working on some idea, best way to go. Still, though, there's people trying to get federal government to get Internet way out in the middle of nowhere and telephones and so on. And again, if you want the most expensive, least efficient way to do it, then get your government to pay for it. As you, We should have learned that lesson by now, but apparently we haven't. 9.43, wake up. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 9.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino who found cell service again. Where are you now? I think I'm about 15 miles away from Gillette. Okay. South. Okay. Kind of know the year. So you're on like uh, Highway... 50, is that? 50. 50, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you, did you reach one of the hills on Highway 50? Get up the top of it? I'm, 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 I'm ascending the hill. So, and then I okay. thought, well, As if we I go. can hear Miss Mary on the phone, then yes. I can hear you. Okay. So, uh, you know those, uh, they, very popular meme on the internet, someone sitting in front of a table, change my mind? Right. Okay. So, here is for Halloween, 
mannequins. Freddy, Jason, the guy from the Scream movie, all that kind of stuff. Those teenagers deserved it. Change our minds. They are exactly right. Okay, I'm with yeah you and them on this one, I think. Okay, not only because I thought the teenagers were annoying and I just wanted someone to kill them. Were you with me on that one? Right. Do you ever see the commercial like, why can't we just go in the yes. running car? <laughs> yes, exactly there? right, yeah. Let's go hide in the uh, shed over there with all the sharp tools. Yeah, I exactly right. So first off, just before the even the murder even starts, the kids are just annoying, and I want someone to kill them. The next thing is when the murderer starts to chase them around, anyone who makes these dumb decisions, as far as I'm concerned, deserves to die. Or am I being too harsh? No, they could have made smarter decisions. Yeah. But then again, why would you want to run? People didn't want to watch the movie just for them to run away and live. No, did but they? I, well, you know, I okay, it would be a short movie, but <laughs> I would love to see <laughs> at least one smart, at least one smart character. So they hear a noise in the house down the dark hallway, and they turn and go, "Well, I'm not going down there." See, but where do they go? Uh, I have the keys to my car. It's a fast car, and we're leaving, like now. How about that? Makes sense to me. Okay, Glenn. see, this is I would like to see in the next movie because they're going to make more of these things. For some reason, they're popular. I've never understood it. In the next movie, I want at least one smart person who gets away early in the movie. And at the end of the movie, we see this person having a really great life, having survived it all. The rest of them, I'm with these guys. The teenagers deserved it. Change our minds. I'm with them. All righty, then. I agree. High school football coming up on Friday. The big game in 4A will be in Casper as Natrona will host Campbell County. Both teams are 5-1 and one and looking for home playoff games in 4A. Kelly Walsh will travel over to Sheridan tomorrow. Cheyenne East will take on Crosstown rival Cheyenne Central. And Cheyenne South will be at Rock Springs. And Laramie will host Thunder Basin also on Friday night. In 2A on Friday, Glen Rock will be at home to meet Torrington. And Burns will be on the road at Tongue River. In 1A, 9-man, Pine Bluffs will be at Saratoga tonight. In 1A, 6-man, KC will host Burlington on Friday. Midwest will be at Hewlett on Saturday. Casper Christian will host Dubois on Saturday at noon over at Natrona. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys are going to find out what they're really made of this Saturday when they host number 24 Fresno State in Laramie. The folks are coming off a win over New Mexico in their Mountain West Conference opener, so they're 4-1 overall. Fresno State beat Nevada in their league opener, so they're 5-0 and overall. In fact, the Bulldogs have won 14 in a row dating back to last season. That's the longest winning streak in FBS although they did need two overtimes to beat Eastern Washington earlier this year. Fresno's quarterback, Mikey Keene, has been solid. He's a transfer from Central Florida. UW is six-point underdog in the game, which will start at 6 p.m. at War Memorial Stadium on Saturday. Well, that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos are winning three after winning that pillow fight bowl over the Chicago Bears last week, 31-28. Team is getting rid of starting outside linebacker Randy Gregory. He signed a five-year, $70 million contract, but has not lived up to his billing after coming over from Dallas. He had just nine tackles in four games this season, and the Broncos have just been brutal on defense this season in all statistical categories. And Denver will take on the New York Jets this week. Major League Baseball, four teams are headed to the next round of the playoffs, and four teams are headed to the golf course. In the American League, the Minnesota Twins won a playoff series for the first time in 21 years. 
They swept Toronto in that best of three wild card series. The Twinkies beat the Blue Jays two to one yesterday. Tampa Bay won ninety nine games this year. They went two and out, losing both games at home, beaten by Texas yesterday seven to one. In the National League, Arizona swept Milwaukee with two wins on the road. The final yesterday five to two. Arizona lost one hundred and ten games two years ago. Philadelphia made quick work of Miami with a two game sweep with a with a seven one win. The divisional round of the Major League Baseball playoffs will begin on Saturday. That's it in sports. Back to that guy who. You know, all of that money over the five-year contract, you know, in the minimum. If somebody turned to me and said, hey, Glenn, we'll pay you a million dollars a year. But if you achieve these goals, we'll pay you $10 million a year. Frank, you're going to see me. I'm already a motivated guy. You're going to see yeah. me so motivated at that point. They're Because at this point, the way you're describing this guy, they should be wondering if they even want to keep him. Well, no, they're going to get, they're, they're get rid of him. They're oh, they are. Him. Okay. And, and, and yeah, oh yeah, he's done. They'll probably be on the hook for some money out of this whole deal. Yeah. You know, but they got to find younger talent and probably cheaper talent. Okay. Well, and there's the thing. You can't make that kind of a pricey mistake again. I mean, go ahead and offer somebody a good deal, but you can't you can't offer that much. It's just too much, Frank. It's too you much for us. You know that they're telling him, don't let the door hit you on the rear end of the yeah. way out. Thank you, Frank. Drive careful. It's Wake Up Wyoming. 